I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Happy Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. I have that part right today uh, with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. At that point, we'll begin our coverage of Texas Tech men's basketball as they take on Omaha. Uh, Tip-off at 7 at the USA. We will have the high school fan zone starting at 6 on 100.7 The Score featuring coaches from Friendship, Cooper, and Liberty. And then at 7, we will have Cowboys Crosstalk on 100.7 The Score. We'd love to hear what you have to say today. Uh, you can let us know on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at com. Gus, how you going? I'm doing pretty good. We have kind of a bustling, busy day. It, it, it really fits with the Chuck Hines line where Wednesday's the day that all the work gets done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Uh, you know that that's kind of the way it's been. It's just been a flurry, a little had stuff going on like every minute of the day so far. I think, feel like you, you yeah, good? I'm, I'm good. You uh, were you were a little frazzled yesterday. You had stuff going on last night. Yeah, yesterday was really that day for me. Yeah, because yeah. um, I was working doing stuff from basically six thirty until um, I got home from the uh, winter band concert. Like, uh, even then I did stuff afterwards, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not digging ditches, so I'm not complaining. No, but, no. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Band concert was good. Both. Um, good. ran into a, uh, Christmas theme, holiday theme, yeah, was, I guess. Okay. Yeah. More on that later, but, uh, ran into a listener. So oh, nice. they, uh, shout out to them. I appreciate them, uh, them listening. Nice. Um, they were there for, uh, for their student as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, Bones kid did great. Uh, really just rocked the the uh, uh, the baritone and uh, really kind of shined. Good. It was. Uh, I'm I'm sure that this is way harder. Takes right, after his mother than it looks. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because this is like a winter concert, right? For middle schoolers, right? This isn't college level or even high school. So I was expecting a bunch of like jingle bells. And, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and stuff like that. And there was some of that with the beginner band uh, level. Um, and then uh, Bonus Kids, I think it's maybe Symphonic Band is what it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. They did some stuff that I had heard of. And then uh, the Honors Band did a presentation about the Christmas truce of 1914 during World War One, And so you're they're putting up photos of like, wow. you know, dead soldiers and you know people in trenches and they're you know rat-a-tat the drums to simulate like machine gun fire and stuff it's like can we not just have like frosted snowman (laughs) (laughs) i thought you of all people have appreciated the uh the uh real life aspect of that sure yeah but not at a band concert i just was i was taken aback i was not expecting that I figured you would have. I thought that what you were going to do was stand up and go, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, no. The drums no, no, weren't no. playing until no. the next morning. You know, call them on some deal. It wasn't that uh, snowy that day. Right. Yeah. 
It was actually a very unusually warm winter in France that year. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. You would you'd be over there poo pooing some no some little detail of it. Um, I was I was probably most bummed that uh, Bonus Kid is not in that band because I couldn't you know pepper him with questions about what he knew about that truce afterward, right? Like, so how much how much history did you get taught there, or was it just you know here's how you play Silent Night? Anyway, would have been going. Hey, hey, leave me alone, man. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, we do have some news today. Mom, make him stop. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, in the last couple hours. Yeah. This, I guess, isn't like official official as in contract signed and um, all that stuff. But it was, um, this was first reported by John Canzano. Both the initial reporting of this being a possibility came from John Canzano, who covers um, well, a lot of things in the state of Oregon. Um, and then the, the confirmation today or the, the advancing of the story today, uh, Kanzano saying, hey, this is also happening. But Don Williams has also been on top of it and, and really worked the Texas Tech angle, including an article today um, following this news. But uh, the, the Oregon swap is happening that we talked about mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago uh, in order to facilitate Oregon and Oregon State playing their Civil War rivalry uh, continuing that uh, after Oregon leaves for the Big Ten, uh, Texas Tech will now no longer play at Oregon next year in 2024. Tech will play instead at Washington State. So you are still going to the Pacific Northwest, um, but you're not playing Oregon. You're playing at Wazoo, the the Garrett Luft Invitational. Um, and <laughs> uh, Tech will, according to uh, a report from Don Williams, uh, get a bit more money out of the deal. And you also have now a home game with Wazoo scheduled for, I don't know, a decade from now. And then your game yeah. in Eugene is also about a decade from now pushback. Yeah, like a twenty, one of those 2033 things that you look at and go, golly, I hope I'm, hope I'm alive for that. Yeah. And and I don't know. Well, you know yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I do too. But just it's way out there. Not for I, any I, football reasons. I just want to still be living in sure, a decade. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I think about it like from Kirby's perspective, and Kirby's, you know, had a pretty long, lengthy run here. I'm sure in the list of Division One ADs, his tenure is not among the longest, but probably what top third, I would think. And uh, but I wonder what you think when you make these things. On I'm probably not going to be here in another 12 years when this game is played. Not that he won't be walking this earth, but just, you know, that would mean that he's like a, in a 25-year tenure. Be yeah. great. But I just, you know, the 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 profile for football scheduling, and I say that specifically to football, soccer's not making games that far out. Baseball's usually two to three years out. You know, basketball's a couple years out. Um, yeah, but we speaking of basketball schedules, we've got a little reporting there, and we also got a Big 12 coaching Move a notable notable coordinator leaving the conference. So yeah, a couple. It was a a little bit of a uh, uh, you know a, a nugget worthy uh, day of nugget uh, newsworthy day. How's that? Some good nuggets. Uh, yeah. And all reports are that Chris needs knee surgery. Well, how's that? Oh, well, good. Yep. Um, you know what's funny? It's uh, I just realized this. Kirby Hokut has been at Tech essentially for as long as Bonus Kid has been alive. Wow. 
he resigned at Miami, I think, like, well, not I think. He resigned at Miami two days before Bonus Kid was born. Wow. I'll be darned. More Tech Talk next It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'll have coverage of Red Raider basketball coming up at that time. Uh, they're hosting Omaha. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. Um... What do you make of the, uh, or what, I guess, what's your opinion on the the scheduling news from today on the football? Sure, yeah, on that Oregon game. Um, I mean, I I like I liked uh, the. I mean, I'm good with it. Like, we got our home game, we got our sellout. You know, we got our we th- this this would feel way, way different if it's after we made the trip to Ots and, hey, we need to push this Because Oregon is losing a home game out of this team. Right, right. And uh, and what the, but what they're willing to do, I mean, and this is all being done for what I would think is a is a uh, noble, noble reason, which is to, obviously, Oregon and Oregon State are dealing with the separation of their league. What was a, has been a conference game for decades is now a non-conference game, and they didn't have a spot for it. At least Oregon didn't. I don't know about Oregon State's side of it. but So we're moving out so that they can keep an in-state rivalry in place. So in, in those terms, you know, for that cause, I, I applaud. A&M, Texas, you see that? You know, now Texas will talk about how many, how many, uh, other not Texas teams there are that they can play and they've got to spread it all around because they're so grand and wonderful. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, so I support it from Oregon side, you know, and, and the opportunity to return that trip somewhere in the far distant future, but us getting a home and home with Washington state out of it. Now we don't know what Washington state's going to be kind of know in 2024, much less way on down the road tech gets an extra hundred grand out of it, which I, I don't know that that, you know, I I assume that that's they're they're satisfied with that. Um, you know, one one immediate I guess loss is if if you're just chalking up all the pros and cons, or maybe a con to this is us playing at at Oregon was probably going to be you know a Fox or an FS1 caliber game. Us playing at Pullman at Washington State. You know, we don't know. You know, we could be. I mean, pack. literally, don't know because they don't yeah. have right. They don't have a broadcasting agreement um, with anyone. Um, uh, uh, you know, to this point, I'm and, sure that they will before next season. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing about that is you really don't even. You know, it's not like we can just go. Oh well, there'll be on ESPN Plus. Like, oh, we don't know. I mean, we really don't know about any aspect of it. It's not like we don't know if it's going to be as prominent as we think. It might be, maybe in a compelling game. Tech at Wyoming was a Fox, CBS. That's right, yeah. CBS evening. It might be something like that in a late night slot or something like that. We we just don't know. But the you know the 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 floor to this thing could be really low. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it would go untelevised, but uh, I would imagine Washington State would be doing everything in their power to prevent something like that from happening because 
this is where them clinging to power five status, whatever, to, to, to clinging to their, their status and their historical status is going to be really important. But, you know, who knows where we'll be on broadcast. But that's the only hiccup I can find. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a huge win. Um, I, I could understand being upset if you'd already made plans to go to that game um, in Eugene. Uh, but since I had no plans on going there, I'm purely looking this, at this from a, um, a perspective of maximizing your season. And you were going to be a significant underdog in that game, right, next year. Now, granted, uh, Oregon has to replace their starting quarterback, but I suspect they'll be okay. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, I think, is is leaning toward Oregon, or at least they're viewed as the leader for him um, joining the team. <clears throat> Wazoo is a, is a more winnable game. Not easy. You can't just roll out there and win. You'll have to play way better than you did in Laramie, for mm-hmm. instance, to win that game. Um, but that's that is a that upgrades your kind of over-under for next year. Right, because I think going into next year, that Oregon game would have been baked in as a loss. Right, whereas this, at worst, is a toss-up. So, yeah, I think it's a great, a great move. I think it gives you some high ground um, in terms of, like you just talked about, the in-state rivalries and trying to kind of make those work. Uh, you get a little bit more money out of it, which again, I don't see any of that, so I don't really care a whole lot. But at least you're not losing money, and then you're also made whole. Right, you're not just. You're not just pushing back the Oregon game. You're also getting a home game out of it with, with Wazoo. So, to, to me, this is a win. And who knows if those games in the 30s will even be played. Yeah. Right? So, um, I, I have no issue with it. I Again, I can understand it if, if folks had made plans to go and they were going to go, I don't know, golfing or something around Eugene. But um, that is not my concern. And you can still do that if you want to. Yeah, if you don't know what uh, – don't know what uh, – travel situation you had booked but it's uh you know flying to where are you flying to there i think folks flying to in and out of spokane i think oh, for pullman to pullman i think that's kind of the at least at least in terms of like a southwest airlines destination kind yeah like, uh spokane is uh is 60 miles away there you go and i think i think spokane's a uh a southwest destination you know, I think it's and not that Southwest is the only one you can fly on, but the, uh, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's impossible. Robert has this in the chat line. Isn't that the Mike Leach Bowl next year in Pullman, Washington? You know, it's, it's interesting that in the span of, like, what, four years, you'll have played the two other spots where he was a D1 head coach. Because you yeah, played the State game. and Liberty yeah. Bowl, and then you saw it. I'm sure Garrett Luff is very excited. I'm sure the the entire Luff clan will be making that trip. And uh, what's the story? Is there some Luff? Uh, his father, I, I think, got attended. A, they Wazoo. got a doctorate or something. Yeah, I think his father attended Wazoo, um, or at the very least was or is a rabid fan. Okay, and so I think that's right. Uh, Luff has Makes always. Sense. It's kind of like with uh, me with Alabama. Yeah, and a T-shirt and, yeah. it and through and a so family like, connection. He, he pulls for oh, Wazoo cool. the way that you pull for Bama. Yeah, there you go. I. Uh, Wonder who he'll surely he'll be rooting for tech. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble rooting for tech yeah. when we played Bama in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, they that cheated. was no doubt. I know, and that crappy 
and that crappy field goal. We, I was sitting down on that end when that dog turd field goal came helicoptering through the thing right in front of me. Like, you got to be kidding me. Hey, uh, had a couple things gone differently, you know, the end of the game could have been different. You got that right. Um, yeah, just looking at this like a Lubbock to Spokane. There's a there's a layover. There's one flight that has a layover in Vegas, one flight that has a layover in Denver. So, like, just in terms of Southwest, not not very difficult. Now, you will be renting a car and driving an hour, but a lot of folks that did that with Laramie, flew to Denver and rented a car. So, uh, we're not going to be talking about that on a Labor Day weekend, though. I think this this has a scheduled date, doesn't it, AD? In I mean, that if Oregon game, if you're just swapping that Oregon game, then yeah, I would think so. Because that was game, that was weekend three, right? Wasn't it like September 14th or whatever? Not right. Tech uh, scheduled at Oregon on uh, September 7th ah, next year. Okay, so it's oh, it'll be Abilene Christian here, I believe, at North, uh, yeah, at, at Oregon, and then North Texas, or at Washington State now. Yeah. Yes, right. yeah, and then North Texas here. And the only reason I say that about the Abilene Christian was, I think, in the in some of the reporting about the new facility. You know, like that thing will be torn down and rebuilt in time for the Abilene Christian game on August 31st. I think that's been reported that way because I truly didn't know the the sequencing. You just sort of know at some point how the how the uh, who the three non conference are. But that I, I kind of like that they're split up like that. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from T Money eight hundred six. Uh, he still caught the ball with a knee on the ground. Never should have yes, been did. a field goal attempted by Bama. That's well, a touchdown. And that was a touchdown. That was, a was touchdown. in the first half yeah. or third quarter. Should this, never this, been field goal. That was a different different deal. Those were two different uh, two different drives, but they both had to do with their scores. More tech talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the EH Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. So uh, you mentioned this earlier in the program. Some uh, some coaching news in the Big 12. Kansas State offensive coordinator Colin Klein is leaving Manhattan to go be the OC at Texas A&M. I would think that's a pretty good hire. Uh, hate to, uh, I don't know, maybe I guess I'm glad to see him leave the cards. But uh, I do think about the career. I mean, that guy's, I think I read today that uh, this is uh the birthday of Johnny Menzel, Johnny football. I think he's 31. And Klein is not much different in age than him, maybe by a couple years. Uh, maybe think about, like, Colin Klein competed against, what, Tuberville-era Texas Tech teams? Sure, I think maybe he competed Cliff. against Seth Dagey. I think they, they were, yeah. like, and, 2012, I think, was his senior year. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and so you think about that, and how quickly this dude has ascended. Uh, it's impressive. And uh, they were, what, second-best offense in the Big 12 maybe this year? And um, QB run has always been part of his game. Just, yeah, interesting. I mean, I, like I said, in, in a sense, I hate to see it for the our conference, but, uh, you know, be 
hard to root for him now. Yeah, they were <laughs> second in the Big 12 in scoring offense. Um, and even when you just look at conference games, they were second. In fact, they weren't that far behind Oklahoma. 39 points per game compared to 37.8 points per game. He's a great hire for Mike Elko. I think that um, if, if Elko can get the defense... Um, to live up to their talent. Now, granted, a lot of players in the portal coming out of A and M right now. But if they can, uh, if they can play that level of defense and and pair that with you know what we expect the Colin Klein offense to look like at A and M, yeah, that'll work. Yep, that'll work. Um, I think this is a a bigger blow than you might think to Kansas State. I think that um, uh, Chris Kleiman's first offensive coordinator was not great, um, not very good at all. And I think that, that Klein, having played at K-State, was just kind of gift-wrapped for him and in a kind of a no-brainer hire decision. And it's worked out great. It'll be really interesting to see where he goes to fill that spot um, because... It's not like they just have buku talent mm-hmm. on paper. Now, they traditionally over the last 25 years, especially under Bill Snyder, but even with uh, with Colin Klein calling the offense, they've they've done way more with less. And, you know, they, they had, yeah, they've got good players. I'm just saying that you're not going to have a bunch of Xavier Worthies and Jonathan Brooks on your team to kind of bail you out, right? Here, take this little flare pass and take it 80 yards. Um, yeah, I agree. And you would you would think that they would stay within that system of QB run because what they've got in Avery Johnson seems to be right up their alley, like it was recruited for Colin Klein. Um, and so if the next coordinator comes in and says, hey, we're going five wide and chucking it and you know like making a a crazy departure from where they are right now (laughs) um it it may be a backward step and i'd say that just in terms of the system that's in place the personnel that was brought in Uh, because johnson feels like he's really good at the qb run game um but yeah that's that's and he's obviously talented and very young I was a yeah huge fan of the hire. Really, really. Good, <laughs> no, I good get job. it. I get good it. Good call. There's there's a part of me that's delighted to see him go, but yeah, it's easy to sit here on uh, December sixth knowing we're not playing him for I don't know a couple of years, right? That's think, right. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know it's easy for me to go. Oh darn! Hate to see him leave the league, but you know if, if I knew we were playing him up in Manhattan next year, I might be going. Great, get gone. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, uh, this in the East Flooring Center chat line. Optimus Klein will need a quarterback. Uh, someone predicts uh, Holgerson to Kansas State. That would be such a uh, a contrast in styles, both just schematically yep. and then also just like personality wise. Um, Kleiman seems as, I mean, as buttoned up as you can be. Not in like a uptight, right. weird way, but just when I think of he's like, a cardboard cutout. Yeah, w- w- when I think of a Kansas State guy, 
he is the perfect yeah. example. Yeah. He is a Snyder guy through and through. Um, whereas, whereas Dana is just—he's definitely not that. I just—I mean, I, I think everyone's clamoring for Dana's next job, you know. And I get it because we're familiar with him around here, and we associate him with offense. And but I, I don't know. And again, e- even if there's some offset language, I don't know about that. I, I don't know that head coaches. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you really have to trust a guy and know a guy well to go? I know you were just fired yesterday, but I want to hire as a head coach and someone they might have played against. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I want you to come here and run my offense. Like, if if you're not certain you're getting every ounce of his passion and desire to be at a place, do you want that guy? Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't you rather err to the side of of uh, you know some some someone who's viewing this as a lifetime opportunity i mean a lifetime opportunity but a next step in progress rather than you know a guy that you're going man this guy you know what if what if dane is not what do you say pissed off for greatness yeah is is he that is he just so this football and offense that he's He's the guy you'd want, but I, I just don't know that he's that at this point in his life. I think that Dana Holgerson is a very good offensive mind still. I think he's a uh, below-average head coach, and I think that he is a below-average recruiter and probably a below-average um, you know, developer. Because when did he have most of his success at West Virginia when he first got there? Right, because he didn't recruit Geno Smith. He was running the roster, right? When they smoked Clemson, right? Think about and, that. And when when was when has well, I guess no. Well, we can use past tense because he got fired. When did he find most of his success at Houston? Year three with a bunch of players that he didn't recruit. Um, you know, Clayton Tune, and and now post that they've been pretty mid, and even with Donovan Smith this year, they weren't great. Um, so. I think that if you're bringing him in as an analyst type, as another kind of set of eyes to right. look at your offense and, and bounce ideas off of and and come up with things in the lab, so to speak, I think he's perfect for that. If you're asking him to come run your offense, he's probably okay. Um, but I would not want him in charge of offensive recruiting or offensive offers or anything like that. Just me talking, though. Yeah. No, I'm with you. More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron, joining you until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments in the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Uh, Clint, you had some news that you found uh, on Twitter just a second ago. Uh, I'm double-checking, but I saw Avery Johnson was planning to enter his name into the transfer portal. Wow, the Kansas State quarterback. Uh, where'd you see that? Well, I, didn't, I haven't confirmed it. Well, no, but like what outlet reported that? I just, saw, I just saw it on Twitter. I didn't, I didn't look. <laughs> I don't, is it fake? I hope it's fake. It was fake. Yeah, it's oh, totally fake. You got got. Man. 
Yeah, you got it, you got was, got by uh, on three Hawks sports Hawks by five zero. Yeah, so, exactly. you, it was friendly fire. <laughs> it was it was friendly fire from a fellow Kansas fan. I was yeah. gonna say that that had uh, that had Texas or excuse me Kansas fan written all over it. Uh, there has been some reporting <laughs> in the last hour or so about where K State may turn to replace Colin Klein. And according to Brandon Marcello, uh, who covers college football for 24 7 sports, there is growing buzz that Kansas State will promote offensive line coach Connor Riley to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I would think uh, I would Ooh. think an O line coach. Ooh. I mean, if you're trying to keep your identity Ooh. as a QB run and run sort of that I that offense uh, by by staying in house and staying with the O line coach, I would <laughs> imagine that there will be very little. Uh, I'm not saying he's not capable of it. Don't know. Not super concerned about it, but I would think it's th- this. This represents them staying close to their identity. Hey, we had. I, uh, oh, go ahead. I might end up emailing myself something on this, but I think that's a terrible hire if they do that. What would your What would he, your time frame be? A year from now? Uh, yeah, that was about Joe right. Blow sure. a good hire? Um, he he's been with uh, with Kleiman, or at least in the the North Dakota State kind of family. Um, for for a decade now, uh, he started out as the tight ends coach at North Dakota State, then the O line, and then uh, kind of got a, a title promotion as the run game coordinator at North Dakota State, and then he's been at K State for the last four years with Kleiman as the O line coach. And um, you know, th- this reminds me just of what he did when he first got the job with his OC hire, right? And that was that was miserable, and. Uh, yeah, I, I I would be very uninspired if I was a K State fan. Maybe they're hoping for like a Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid situation, right? Maybe. Although I'm with you on the email, I don't th- I don't I don't I don't think it's a good hire. Yeah, that's which is too bad. I don't I don't think that you're really that sad about it. You might be correct. Yeah, I might be correct. Um, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, It's X, not Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. Yeah. Thanks. Don't care. Twitter. I I would feel like a moron just saying X all the time. Yeah, and I wouldn't know if you're talking about the, the rocket ships or the social medium. Um, this on the chat line. <clears throat> uh, don't forget, Dana Holgerson is an absolute bleep hat. Not a good kind of hat. Like a bad hat. Wow. Um, somebody says, I would rather have Dana than coach nepotism. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll, I'll take that bet if you want. You, uh... You can buy me. Here, here, a, you can buy me a steak if Dana Holgerson is, is a dumbass comment. Yeah, it is. Uh, while Wes Kitley is a Hall of Fame coach, legitimately, um, and has won a national championship, and has done uh, great, great things for 
this university and will continue to do so, I'm sure. He's not like, you know, some kind of puppet master in the athletic department, right? He's not pulling all kinds of strings and enforcing the, the most important program on campus. Hey, you guys better hire my son or else. Like that's that's asinine. Yeah, it is. Um, if it was nepotism, he'd be coaching hurdles. Or, this isn't this isn't Brian Ferentz. No. Okay, give me a break. Um, right. Number two, uh, if if you're just salty that he got his start because his father, um, you know, had access to the football program, right, in Cliff Kingsbury. I, sorry, that's how the world works, right? But we can we can talk about how I, in an ideal world, you know, X, Y, and Z. But you know how I got this job. Because I I knew and worked with Chris Level, right? <gasps> I know there there wasn't some nationwide search, uh, you, you know, for the station for a, for a morning show host in 2012. No, I I hung around Level a lot. I did some uh, some filling work, and then that started. You know how I got my other job, right? Because I knew people. You know how I got my first internship and then subsequently my first full-time job? Because my father uh, was a, or I guess Andrews Kurth was a client of my father's. At my there you go. Right? And so he was talking with a CIO. They were looking for some interns. Bing, bang, boom. And I sat in a cubicle for a summer and did jack and squat. What a, what a, what a. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that uh, you know knowing people is a benefit in the real world, but uh, it is. Guess and and imagine that. So imagine me benefiting from knowing people. Like that's the biggest surprise you of this all whole people. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus kids got no shot. Like if uh, oh, if there's no doubt. Hey, uh, do you know anybody that? Can, no, I, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Good two, luck. At two fifty-seven, I in, ran into a guy. Indeed.com, bro. I ran into a guy in the parking lot and didn't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know anybody who's in the beefaroni world? I just look through people. I don't. I don't avoid eye contact. I just look past them. Gotta um, go. Gotta go. Always, always in a hurry. Um. So listen, you don't have to like Zach Kitley. If if you think the offense sucks, fine. It, it kind of did this year. I'm, I'm not arguing that. Um. But. To, nepotism. To, no. to make captain nepotism jokes or whatever is really dumb. Yeah, he would be he would be uh, coaching the high jumps or the long distance runners or something if it was nepotism. Not nepotism, not even close. Uh, this is the H Flooring Center chat line. Have you all seen the NCAA president's reform article? Mm-hmm. What do you make of it? I understand it's the new norm, but I'm not seeing the benefit unless I'm not understanding it correctly. That is from our friend uh, Cactus G, who if we were doing power rankings for best like uh, text or nicknames, Cactus G would be up there. We will uh, chat about your question, Mr. G, next on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's... Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. 
www.doubletea973.com. We'll have coverage of Tech Basketball coming up at 6 o'clock on Double T 97.3. Uh, I'll make this quick. Oh, I mean, I dive in. Hour and 45 minutes. I know. but The floor is yours. <laughs> the uh, You and I were talking off air. It looks like the Juan Soto trade from the Padres to the Yankees has happened. Baseball. And um, Talking the sports. I mean, that guy's not even 25 years old. Anyway, and this is being reported by... A reporter from Yes, a reporter from the New York Post. So, and are uh, these real reports or uh, Hawks fan fifty? <laughs> Avery Johnson is in the portal. <laughs> that was the Clint got duped off the air. I was trying to confirm a bet. It's all right. I it's was right. excited. My my instant excitement and hate it's of right. Kansas State blinded me. You, came, That's okay. you came running in here. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And, you, and it was you, like, I'm still checking this. It was, hey, Avery Johnson's the portal guys. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> my, uh, this is my favorite new sound bite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Soto and Trent Grisham, a Texas Tech signee, by the way, Trent Grisham, low, what, 18 years ago? Uh, I mean, excuse me, eight years ago. Um, Two outfielders to the Yankees for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, Kyle Higashioka. It's four pitchers and a catcher, um, four young, talented arms. The interesting thing about this, uh, the, the thing that I was curious about was Chase Hampton, Texas Tech pitcher that was here for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when, when the collective bargaining thing switched, they moved the date for the draft up a little bit. He went from a guy who was going to be here for three years to a draft eligible sophomore, taken in the fifth, sixth round or whatever, and has jumped up the uh, 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 Yankees prospect lists. I hold in my hand the Baseball America Yankees top ten prospects. Chase Hampton, number four. It looks like a phone. Oh, it is. Uh, it's a view of the oh. Chase Hampton number four prospect in their system. And I was curious to see if any of these names, I, actually, I was curious to see if his name was going to be part of this trade. Um, it's not. Um, but I would tell you that Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, and Randy Vasquez moving from the Yankees to the Padres might be an indication that the Yankees like what they have in Chase Hampton. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we it's okay. We can get rid of Clint because we've got Aaron, for example. Uh, yeah, I, I also thought uh, the – yeah, and just the – and I had seen that Yankees top 10 prospect list uh, yesterday, in fact. So – and Chase Hampton at number four is uh, ascending. He's going to be in the big league soon if he'll stay healthy. So a little bit, a little bit of baseball stuff and a little bit of MLB, but it's got a little tiny tinge of Texas Tech stuff in there. Do you want to take the next five minutes to share your excitement on uh, Sunny Gray? <laughs> I know that you've been holding that one in for a little I while. I did that last week and got my ass chewed. So, Texter H J K R. Oh no, you just mentioned his some, name. Texted in some vitriol there. They're probably not K R three seven. They're just waiting for Gus to bring it up again. Waiting More really? Up. More baseball talk? Clip that. Baseball. <laughs> yeah, I spent three minutes on it. 
Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. <laughs> Crash your car into an overpass. From Mark. <laughs> At this point, what is the purpose of the NCAA's existence? Uh, I mean, like the the NCAA is an e or is an easy thing to dunk on because they're, they're like a uh, they're like an HOA, right? Like when you're when you're moving into a place, when you're buying a home, I presume, um, you know, an <laughs> HOA can be a positive thing because hey, the the sidewalks are nice, every, all the all the grass is mowed. Um, the, the neighborhood looks great, you know, property values, I'm sure will, you know, won't crater because, you know, some idiot moves next door, you know, this is, this is great. And then when you get uh, a crappy little note in your mailbox about, Hey, uh, that, that, uh, that bench that you have on your front porch is not, doesn't comply with our standards. Then you kind of roll your eyes and get really huffy and mad. Right. This is the same thing. Like the NCAA serves a purpose because all of these other schools that make up the membership don't want to mess with all the nitty gritty. They want someone else to do it. And so, you know, all of these things they vote on, right? Like the transfer portal and the waivers and all that stuff, they vote on it. And then, you know, inevitably, when you have a guy on your football team, basketball team, baseball team, whatever that, uh, you know, has a waiver denied or it's taking a long time for them to get one cleared. Oh, this is a travesty. This, this is this is an affront to all of our collective American values. Um, this this is this is fascism in sports. Uh, they hate these young people and, you know, they should be ashamed of themselves. That's essentially what Mac Brown did earlier in the year when their receiver, like Tez Walker, mm -hmm. wasn't uh, wasn't initially cleared. Um, you know, you, you, you agree to these things, man. So I, I don't think the NCAA is perfect. And I think that the, the membership that makes up the NCAA has really screwed the pooch in a lot of ways over the last two decades, especially when it comes to matters like NIL and transfers and those things. Um, but let's, let's be very clear here. This is not the NCAA's fault. It is the membership of the NCAA. They are the ones that allowed this. Right. And, you know, in many ways, it is the fault of the Lemoines of the world. This, this, I mean, sorry, Dolphins. I just, you were, you came to mind first. The, the small schools that are oh, in D1 oh, that, hey, you know, want to latch themselves to the, the power conference teams for, you know, NCAA tournament reasons, for financial reasons, all those things, and the, and the prestige of being D1. But when, when it comes time to, Hey, paying more, paying players more, or providing more uh, benefits for athletes on campuses, or anything like that, they dig their heels in and say, "Oh no, this, 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 hey, the amateur model, and this is the, the love of the game, and blah blah blah, student athletes, this and that." So, at least this is a step in the right direction where it's there's some level of buy-in to be at the biggest of big boy tables or big girl tables, you know, like you got to put up or shut up. And if you're, and if you're not going to put up, then you can go, you know, join uh, Lemoyne, which is, you know, big thing. They're adding concessions to their outdoor events, which is huge. So they're, uh, I'm sure their, their lacrosse team will be uh, popping. Yeah. If you want to, if, if we want to beef about it, the, the, 
it's the, the the concept we talked about earlier that Lemoyne gets the same number of votes as Ohio State or whatever, and that that there's some imbalance there. But it, it, you know, in in some respects, the NCAA is a little bit like the federal government. It's everyone's representative up there trying to come. Yeah, to and some Lemoyne agreement. is Idaho with like four people, right? <laughs> yeah. And the power conferences are Texas and California and Florida, and they get the same number of senators as freaking Idaho and Wyoming. Give me right. a break. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.